Welcome, everyone, uh, at all campuses, wherever you're uh, joining us from, online, maybe. I'm Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here. Special welcome to our guests. Uh, I wanted to say something. So last week I was traveling, and I listened to the sermon on just the audio-only podcast, and I wanted to say a word to any of those people who just heard some extra noise and laughter. I think it's because I walked out here today wearing a new shirt, and so people were reacting to that. And so I, are y'all making fun of my shirt? Thanks for noticing anyway. So we're in this um, series called Surprise the World, right? And we're talking about how if we just do some basic things, some fundamental things that uh, followers of Jesus ought to be doing, right? Then we will actually surprise the world in a good way with God's love. We're using this acronym BELLS, B-E-L-L-S. Who remembers what the B stood for? Bless, right? And so we've been um, uh, encouraging one another to just bless people every week. And we're, we're calling them Sir Blessings, like surprise blessings. All kinds of amazing stuff is going on. And we can, certainly can't show you all of them, but here's a little video showing a few of them. Populated house as it is, so we wanted to bless her and give her all the essentials for a newborn baby. This is Lynn. Okay. <laughs> so we have brought stuff for Taylor just to bless her. Oh my goodness. Is she here? Awesome. Are you Taylor? Yes. Do you have a minute? Yes. Awesome. Hey Taylor, we're from Mountain Christian, and we heard that you were expecting. And so we wanted just to bless you with some things that essentials that you need for your little one. So we have um, a pack and play, we have a stroller, we have a car seat, we have a swing, we have some diapers, diaper bags, and all kinds of goodies just from you. Just to say, hey, we love you and God loves you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have no idea. Can I hug all of you? So oddly, um, it, it, he battles Parkinson's. Yeah. Is that correct? We've known about it for two years. It doesn't get any better, it just gets worse. And you can't move your feet when you have Parkinson's. Your feet are frozen. So that's the part you want to go, but your feet won't let you. That's when he falls so often. college student at the University of Baltimore who was just diagnosed with a chronic illness. She had to step away from her job because of this but still has expenses to pay for. Mountain decided to step in and help pay her bills while she searches for a new job. So we have $300 to white men. Oh my god! 
stuff, you gotta get some diets, things that are expensive. So there's 300 appointments to help you with your food, and then 200 for either books or gas or parking or whatever you need. Because we love you. I know it's hard. Love you and the church loves you more. We got your back. Thank you guys so much. so cool. It's so fun to serve blessed people and you can do something meaningful without spending a dollar. So keep doing that. Uh, be for blessed. Who remembers what the E stood for? Eat. That's a fun one, right? We're just talking about table fellowship and this kind of really important ancient value amongst followers of Jesus of hospitality and how we can't let ourselves become so, so busy or so jaded and fearful or so self-centered that uh, we just forget to put that into practice, to use the table, to grow closer to one another, to build bridges and, and welcome other people in. Um, and then the first L, who remembers that one from last week? Learn, right. Okay, so talking about learning not just about Jesus, but from him and, and, and walking with him, right, as our teacher and, uh, and just our Savior and Lord. We were challenged to, uh, whoever you are, whether you follow Jesus or not, uh, investigate, learn, read one of the Gospels, right? Read the, uh, some chunk of the book of Mark uh, or one of the other Gospel accounts. And I hope if you didn't do that, you'll do that this week. And then this week we get to the second L. And I, if you think you know what it is, I want you to call out your answer. I'm all ears. Listen, good job. How did you know? So I learned uh, some interesting thing, things this week about ears. Uh, any Star Trek fans in the house? Yeah, like just like a couple. Every service is like one, one guy. Um, so Captain Jean-Luc Picard, right? Uh, did you know he actually had three ears, right? He had a left ear, a right ear, and a final front ear. Um, I learned also, do you know how much it costs a pirate to get his ears pierced? About a buck an ear. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see in the news um, the story about the Baltimore Ravens fan uh, who went into the office on Monday with both of his ears like heavily bandaged? Yeah, he went and, and someone in his office was like, man, what happened? He was like, well, dumbest thing, I was ironing my clothes, okay? My phone rang. I pick up the iron put it to my ear, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that must've hurt so bad. But then the guy thought like, well, what happened to the other ear? And he said, well, I had to call the doctor. (laughs) There's a lot to say about ears. And did you know that the Bible actually talks a lot about ears? Proverbs 23, 12 says, apply your heart to instruction. That's the learning part that we talked about. And then it says, and your ears, apply your ears to words of knowledge. Listen. Throughout the Bible, uh, we hear about the ears of God. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's talking about prayer, right? Talking about the character of God, his involvement in our lives. Does he listen? Does he care? And even uh, throughout the Bible, it also talks about our ears and our listening, right? Um, teaches us sometimes what we should listen to, other times what we should not listen to. This guy, Michael Frost, from whom we're, we're getting this, uh, this acronym, this BELLS acronym, and you'll recognize him if you're in a group, if you're doing the Surprise the World study. He talks about how those first three letters, they're kind of, they kind of make sense. They're kind of intuitive. But this one, uh, this listen idea is sort of different. It might be a little bit more difficult uh, to grasp for some of us how 
the idea of in our spiritual lives, trying to listen to the voice of God, to create space to hear from God, specifically through God's Holy Spirit. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. One huge question I think we need to try to answer briefly is who or what is the Holy Spirit? And so um, we could talk forever about that, but here's, here's what I'll say today. So at the core of our faith, of our Christian faith, is this idea of the Trinity, this three-in-one God, this mystery. And the Holy Spirit, you know, sometimes we, we talk about the, the Father, the Creator, the Almighty God, and we say, okay, I can begin to sort of conceptualize that. And we talk about the Son, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, came and, and kind of walked among us in real history. We can say, okay, um, and we talk a lot about that. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, though, is sort of the least, least understood, least talked about, most mysterious part of the Trinity. And um, here's, here's what, again, here's what I'll say just for today. When Jesus rose from the dead, his followers were like, oh yeah, okay, it's on now. Death has been defeated. Now we understand. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's change the world. And he was like, yes, but soon I got to go. And they were like, nice try. You fooled us once with this, okay? No, you're staying this time. The whole death crucifixion thing, we fell for it, but now you're back. You're alive. We get it. You are the Messiah. You're the God, man. Now let's go. Let's turn the world upside down. Let's love and, and, and heal and serve. And, and they're like, come on. And he was like, yes, that's going to happen, but I got to go. I'm going to go. You guys are going to do that stuff. And they're like, what? Like, no, you got to stay and lead us. And he says, no, I got to go back to the Father, and here's why. Don't worry. It's going to be even better because we're going to send my spirit, our spirit, okay, as a counselor and a guide. Those are two really important words to think about with the Holy Spirit. A counselor and a guide for all of you, no longer limited to a physical body, one place that I can be with you. Can be now, now you're going to have access through my Holy Spirit to the, the resurrection power and the wisdom and the truth anywhere, anytime. And now, you know, actually, uh, from here on out, you guys are going to be the physical body. You're, you're, it's going to happen through you in the world. And that's how it's going to get done. And so uh, he, he taught them a little more. He encouraged them a few more times, stayed with them a few more days. And then he ascended into heaven, wh- whatever that looks like, right? And then a few days later, there's this amazing event. It's recorded in the book of Acts called Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit came on people like fire. And, and it just lit them up. And a bunch of regular people like us who had then been with Jesus, with God, they went and surprised the world and changed it forever. And here we are still today talking about it. And here we are gathered today, whatever, you're, whatever room you're gathered in with others, hearing and listening to my voice, here we are, you and me and the Holy Spirit of God present together, the Jesus Spirit gathered here, still working to try to surprise the world. So this is what we do. Where there's hatred, we show up and say, surprise, love. Right? When there is division, we show up and say, surprise, reconciliation. Where there's fear, we show up and say, surprise, courage. Where there's despair, surprise, we, we bring hope. Right? When there's darkness, surprise, light. Because we are guided and counseled and inspired directly by God's Holy Spirit living in and among and through us. That's what, it, what it's all about. So then... If that's true, then our goal, one of our main goals in our lives is to listen, is to pay attention, to be attentive, to be 
to be woke, to be mindful, whatever word you want to use to, to tune in to God's voice. And as always, our best example for this is Jesus. We look to Jesus as he was the greatest listener in the history of the world. So he, he surprised and changed the world with his love and with his listening. So here's what he did. One, he listened to God the Father. It is always amazing to me how Jesus, in the midst of his super high pressure, super important mission, uh, busy life, he, he was never too busy to regularly carve out time, alone time, to just be quiet and to pray and to connect and listen. And by the way, speaking of prayer, which we could go off and talk about the whole rest of our time together, uh, if you, I'll say this about prayer. If you're still thinking that prayer is mostly about talking, I just want to say in my life, the more I learn and understand about the mystery and power of prayer, the more I am convinced that it needs to be at least 51% listening. Listening, getting quiet and listening to God. Jesus listened to the Father. He, he taught things worth listening to. Another thing I love, every time I read about Jesus in the Gospels, uh, you often come across where, where things happen. He teaches, and it says things like, the people were amazed because he taught with such authority. Jesus had um, some go-to phrases, favorite sayings that he would use, and one of them was this. He would teach, and then he would sometimes say, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And what he was doing there was saying, hey, pay attention to what I just said. Write that down, right? It's like an exclamation point. Jesus taught the things that people really needed to hear and still do really need to hear. And then the third thing did, Jesus did with his listening was he listened to all kinds of people. He was amazing at listening to other people. Uh, just a few examples. Jesus listened to children. They would come around and sometimes the disciples would be like, get them out of here, we're busy. And Jesus said, no, 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 you let them come to me. And he would get down on their level and he would listen to them and care about them. Uh, he listened to foreigners, people that, you know, you know other cultures and other, other situations, people are like, no, nah, we don't deal with them. Jesus was like, yes, we do. I listen. And he listened to them, gave them a voice. Women in that culture didn't have much of a voice a lot of times. Jesus gave them back their voice and he listened and engaged. Tax collectors were these sleazy, shady collaborators with the oppressive Roman government, right? And uh, just people didn't want to listen to them, but Jesus, he did. He listened. Prostitutes not respected by anyone, but except for Jesus, he listened and respected them. Lepers, poor people, homeless people, chronically ill, re religiously unclean, people who were overlooked and ignored, Jesus stopped, he took time, he engaged and listened to them. This one blows me away over and over he listened to the accusations, the trumped up charges, the disingenuous questions, the flat out lies of those who sought to trick him, to entrap him, and ultimately to kill him. And yet, I mean, he knew their hearts, he knew their motives, he saw through them, and yet still he listened to them. And in this way, he surprised the world and turned it upside down with his love, built bridges and tore down walls. So you know what? It's supposed to be the same for us now, right? Jesus not only modeled this for us, he, he tells us to do it. He told us to do the same. So want to surprise the world? Become an amazing listener. That's one way you can do it. You got to listen to your own life. You got to listen to lots of other voices of other people. And most importantly, to God's voice. So in order to help us do that today, I have brought three Three highly spiritual, um, really holy and sacred tools, also known as stuff that was laying around my house. And I'm going to help us learn how to use them 
to be great listeners. The first one is this, bunny ears. Maybe you have some of these. Here's a story from my, uh, my high school basketball days, okay? A dad of some of the other guys on the team was, um, uh, he had some issues, including addiction, substance abuse issues, and he used to come to games and yell all kinds of crazy stuff. He particularly was horrible toward the referees a lot of times, right? And he also had some go-to phrases. One of them was, the ref would make a bad call, he would go, hey, Stevie Wonder. That was his very creative and politically correct way of saying, apparently you are blind because you made a bad call. Stevie Wonder is a famous blind person. So he would yell stuff like that. And then, uh, God forbid that the ref would ever actually make eye contact with him and acknowledge him. Because then his favorite phrase became, hey, rabbit ears. Hey, rabbit ears, quit paying attention to me and, and do your job, you know. And it was just horrible. And, and all the rest of us were just like in this awkward situation. Players, coaches, parents w- trying to focus and wondering what to do. And I guess we all had rabbit ears too because we heard them, right? We were hearing this stuff. And he's, he's yelling this stuff. And sometimes you take it too far, get thrown out of the games. And so what does this have to do with listening to God? I suppose uh, there's a bad sense in which we can have rabbit ears, right? If you're a person who's always listening to way too many voices and you're kind of blown by the winds of whatever voice is loudest in your life and you're a people pleaser and, and your life is noisy and chaotic and you really know you need to focus in on the one voice, God's voice. Maybe you're gonna take more out of the next couple points I'm gonna make. But for a lot of us, and here's what I want the rabbit ears to represent today, um, I think we need to get out of our own little private worlds and do a lot more listening to the voices around us. It's a metaphor for paying attention. Anybody else old enough to remember when TVs sometimes used to have this little thing on top of it, which was called, is an antenna called? Rabbit ears. Yeah. And what's that thing doing? It's scanning the airwaves. It's, it's listening in a sense. It's picking up information and then bringing it in and, and processing it through that TV in a useful way, right? So rabbit ears can, for us, I want to be a symbol for paying attention and engaging If you want to surprise the world, listen by paying attention and engaging. A big part of why a lot of times Christians fail to surprise the world is sometimes we're just so tuned out. We don't have our antenna up. We got our heads down. We're just plowing through, trying to get through life. Uh, We don't have time or energy for other people's business. We're fearful and, you know, we're just afraid. But God says, and Christ shows us that that is not the way to live at all. I think we know that in our gut. We ought to live with our antenna up, with our rabbit ears on, paying attention to the needs of other human beings around us. Have you ever seen like an actual rabbit or another uh, you know, uh, animal with big ears and they'll be sitting there and they're like looking this way, but then some noise happens over there in their ears, one of their ears, you know, they're just like moving around, picking up different stuff. That, that's a, a good image for us. Proverbs 21, 13 says, whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. There's a lot of different kinds of poor out there around us. Maybe you heard the old saying, uh, there's a reason God gave you two ears and one mouth. That's pretty good. Anybody else uh, agree with me and think that if, if, if we did nothing else different except for all of us right away started listening at least twice as much as we talked, that this world would become a better place like immediately? Yeah. James chapter one says, Um, we should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. But when I observe the world, much of the time I watch the news, 
Uh, I'm on social media. I'm in the line at the grocery store. I see families and workplaces. What I see is something more like we're quick to speak, never stop speaking, very slow to listen, and already angry, right? So we have to be the people that change that. And we can by the power and the guidance of God's spirit in our lives. One of the biggest problems I think with our world these days is the proliferation of echo chambers, right? So I developed my little list of opinions about things and I uh, begin to follow and pay attention to and watch the certain news channel that, uh, that really kind of validates and sort of agrees with those opinions and I, and I shut out and I ignore and I unfollow all the other people that think differently and I get in my own little echo chamber and my uh, opinions and ideas intensify and they get more extreme and everybody else is doing that and then big surprise, we live in a, in a divided, volatile, angry world, Right? Satan is good at his job. There's an ancient uh, technique, military technique, known as divide and conquer. And I'm telling you, the enemy of our souls knows it and deploys it all the time. But the church, the people of God, we are supposed to show a better way where we actually listen to one another, respect one another, even as we disagree, bear with one another, be with one another. So I'm saying, you want to hear from God, stop talking for a second and listen, truly listen to other people, especially some people who are very different from you, especially them. I had a chance two nights ago to put this into practice. I'm an Atlanta sports fan. Pray for me. We went up the road to Philly to see the Braves play, and there was this free concert after the game. Didn't know about it until we got there. Uh, by someone called Zed. Okay, anybody Zed fans in the house? Yeah, okay. He's, uh, apparently, there are a lot of Zed fans out there. Young people. He's this German-Russian DJ. Um, also, I think somehow is Cole Willig's little brother. Look at this. Ooh. You guys know Cole. So, millions of fans. Thousands of them were there. Every single one of them was much younger than us. Okay, And we were like, oh gosh, we, we were Googling who's Zed, but, but one of my friends was like, let's stay, let's stay for a couple songs, right? And uh, I, I was like, I, it was late, I had a sermon to work on, right? I was wanting to beat traffic, but I heard kind of, I was trying to listen to God, and I heard him say, here's a, literally a chance to practice what you're about to preach. So I said, okay, let's stay, let's stay. And as we stuck around, and it was confirmed, we are really old. And we're so we're there, and there's a cool beat. It's the he's a DJ. He's turning his knobs and doing a bunch of stuff I don't understand. And it's a cool light show. And I didn't recognize hardly any of the songs he was sampling and everything. And every now and then, one of them came on. It was like I had the time of my life. We were like, hey, we know that one, yeah. Thriller came on for a second. You know, it was fascinating though. I was I was out of my comfort zone. We were observing and listening and just watching a, a group of people that I don't usually kind of hang with, right? And it was good. And so then I finally asked the, um, the old guy question. I was like, so how long do you guys think this is going to last? <laughs> I was thinking about getting out of there, beating the traffic, you know, and my same friend was like, just a couple more songs. And I was like, bro, they're still on the first song. This whole thing is just one long song. There has not been a break. So when do we leave? So eventually we left. And... Um, my point is this, to whom do you need to listen very intentionally who is different from you, right? Uh, 
How about you try this week listening to someone from across the political aisle with respect, please? What about someone from a different race or ethnicity or culture? What about someone who has different beliefs than you about sexual ethics and identity? What about someone from a different age group or different religion or different religious tradition than you? Think about, if you don't know who you need to maybe include and listen to, think about this. Who are you most confused by, frustrated by, dismissive of, or afraid of? Give them a listen. Get to know one of them. When you tune into the voices of other people around you with no agenda, God will speak. Sometimes he'll speak a word of truth through them. Sometimes it'll be a cry for help. And if you've got your bunny ears on, you're ready, you'll be ready to hear what you need to hear. The second tool I want to commend to you are these little things called earbuds. You probably have some. Now, of course, these can be used wrongly, right? I am just old and cranky enough to see people wearing these things all the time, especially uh, in the presence of lots of other people. And I just want to snatch them out of their ears and say, come on, let's have a real conversation, right? You, know, you do know why they're called earbuds, right? Because if you wear them enough and often enough, they become your only friends. <laughs> now, I know that sometimes they're super, super helpful. These are mine. I use them, right? I have friends even in, in crowds that are autistic or have different challenges and, and they're really helpful to have. So I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those of us who are using them, one, to download, to, to put into our brains a lot of just junk and garbage. We're not careful about that. And two, uh, those, when we use them to just avoid reality, right, to just shut people out. And uh, one of the things that is definitely inarguably true about earbuds is like we are directly inputting things into our brain when we pop these things in. Something's going straight in there. So my point is this today. Sometimes you've had the rabbit ears up, you got the antenna up, and you begin to get overwhelmed by all the voices and the cries and the needs of the world, it's time to pop in the earbuds and download directly the voice of God. If you want to listen well, you've got to improve your playlist. And one of the cool things about uh, the earbuds is, I think there's supposed to be a graphic here, uh, improve your playlist, write it down. So one of the cool things about earbuds is you can do that anytime, anywhere. Right? These, can, these things are portable, and you can, these days you can do what we said earlier. Apply your hearts to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. You can apply your ears to words of knowledge anytime, anywhere. Now, Jesus had the luxury in his time. He, he spent 30 years doing that, preparing before he launched into his ministry. But we don't always get to do that. So what we have to do is regularly find time to listen to, to look at, to input awesome stuff, God kind of stuff, truth and beauty and goodness. Sometimes we need to engage and listen to all the voices. Sometimes we need to download some gospel truth. Sometimes we need to listen to pop 40, top 40 pop radio, which is, I don't enjoy that, but it's like a discipline for me to know what's going on. Uh, other times we need to pop in that mountain worship album or Hillsong or whatever it is for you to just hear God's words. Sometimes you go to a Zed concert with a bunch of screaming teens, right? Sometimes I need to listen to U2 and Johnny Cash, right? For me. So, if we're going to surprise the world, we have to be ready. We have to have some content. We have to have some answers. We've heard this verse already in this series. It's one of my favorites. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And do so with gentleness and respect. Um, 
We have to be ready with some kind of answer. Check out this video that many of you have probably already seen. Like, listen to me, listen to me. Like, like I do this all the time. And if I go out at the, at the house or the door, Matthew has his toys. And then Matthew has all his toys. Okay. But I have to yell at you guys. Linda, Linda, listen, 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 you... listen, listen, Linda, listen. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can touch everything at Grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. Linda, but listen to me. Look at if we do something, if you get that out, that bird thing off, you're gonna break it. Okay, but I'm asking, I'm letting you know but that you cannot. No, I'm. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me. No, you're not listening. I said no cupcakes, and you try to get cupcakes, and you try to ask grandma. Linda, Didn't you? Linda, lick it, lick it. <laughs> so, 62 million views. Linda and little Mateo are now famous. And it's, it's cute in a way. But look, that little guy's being really disrespectful, right? And, and Linda, God bless her, I don't know her, but I'll say this. She's getting owned by a three-year-old in this conversation. She needs a new approach. She is not prepared with the answers that she needs. Um, so look at Mountain, look it. You and I must be prepared to give an answer for the, the hope that's within us in our parenting, in our, in our bearing witness and sharing our faith in whatever situation we find ourselves in, those of us who follow Christ. And so we got to have content. So here's, here's some tips on how to put your earbuds in. One is this, weekly worship attendance. I'm so glad you're here today, wherever campus you're at. And maybe you're checking out online because you're traveling or whatever, but just know this needs to be a priority, and the statistics show that it's becoming less and less of one for a lot of people, just like if we can fit it in around all these other things. But what if you knew once a week when you could definitely, every other week except this one, maybe you could count on good preaching, right? <laughs> and then you, you know through music you can download some great theology and some just good thoughts about God every week. Uh, the Bible, Right? You can literally do this. You can listen to the Bible instead of read it. If you don't like reading, it's not an excuse. Podcast, training, leadership stuff, Global Leadership Summit, training camp. Um, it overlaps a lot with the learn thing from last week. But I just want to say, uh, if you failed on your, your homework of reading a chunk of the Gospel of Mark last week, I, I challenge you again to do that or listen to it. Do an audio version. So that's, that's the earbuds. And then here's the third one. And again, just something around my house. You probably have these too. Just ear protection, Right? So these are, uh, you'd use these for, you know, cutting the grass or running a saw. And I, I'm sorry if uh, when I put these on, I have trouble controlling the volume of my voice. Um, but here's, I have another use for these. Sometimes I use them in, around my house just to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> no lie. And my family understands this, we, we, you know, uh, sometimes my house will be crazy. We got guests in the guest room. The basement is off, you know, taken out of the picture. We got uh, my kids and their friends running around, TV on, music uh, playing. Maybe it's snowing outside. Uh, I can't go to Panera because I'll end up in pastoral conversations with 37 of y'all. So here's what I do. I, I need some peace of quiet. I find a comfy chair in my house right in the middle of the chaos. I just put these on. Everybody knows what it means. 
get out my book or my Bible or just whatever, and I'm just there. I withdraw into silence and solitude right in the middle of the chaos. Now, I'm not saying, what I'm not saying is this, like I'm sitting at the dinner table, Aaron's telling me about her day and talking about something, and I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean for these to symbolize for us today is something that has always been super important to the people of God. If you're going to listen, you got to get quiet before God. Quiet. Isn't that kind of nice? The prophet Elijah, when he needed to hear from God, God was not found, God's voice was not found in the thunder and the storm and the lightning. It was found in a still, small voice. Psalm 46.10 famously whispers to us from our creator and sustainer, be still and know that I am God. Jesus, in the midst of saving the world, regularly withdrew to remote, quiet places just to be with the Father in prayer. Quiet space. Do you long for that? I do. And whether you long for it or not, you're made for it. You need it. So here's your homework this week. One, create space to listen for God's voice. Michael Frost challenges us to do it weekly. I might be so bold as to say daily. Try to find a a minute or two, a place and a time for a few minutes to just rest in God and listen. A couple tips here. One, this is gonna be really hard. It's really difficult. Everything else in our lives pushes against it. So one thing you can do is have like a notepad next to you. And when, when all the other thoughts and distractions come, you jot them down, but you keep them over there. Say, I'll get to that later. I'm giving this time to God. Another tip, tell someone when and where you're going to be doing it and hold one another accountable. Don't try to just do this on your own. And if you need help with the practic- practical stuff, the practicalities of all this, seek out a, a Christian friend who you see living this out or come talk to one of your pastors or, or something. But just do it. Try it. Persist in it. Stop. Get quiet and listen. Spiritual disciplines we often think of as more stuff we got to do. I got to pray more. I got to study more. I got to serve more, right? But there's, there's these things called disciplines of abstinence, like silence and solitude, where we stop doing some things. And traditionally, those uh, silence and solitude have been known as the container disciplines in which the others begin to grow and thrive. Of the three tools that I'm, and symbols that I'm sharing with you today, this one is by far the most important. If you do this, you will begin to thirst for more of, of God's words. You'll begin to know when to use the earbuds. If you do this, you will become a better listener to all kinds of voices around you. You'll know when to have the antenna up, the rabbit ears on, so, and you'll be, be better and better at discerning among the different voices and noises all around you. You gotta start with getting quiet and listening to God, instilling and installing rhythms of this kind of listening into your life more and more. And then, of course, what comes after that is you have to obey. You have to act on it. It's like Ben talked about last week, backswing, follow through, right? The biblical idea of listening and hearing is inherently tied with the concept of obedience. The New Testament Greek word for obey It's just the word for listen with a prefix on it. It literally means to listen under. 
To trust, to truly hear God is to obey God. The Old Testament Hebrew word for hear is, also has obedience baked right into it. The word is Shema, and it's the beginning of this little daily pledge of allegiance that all faithful Jews, including Jesus, have always said every single day, recited it from, uh, from Deuteronomy chapter six. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. If you would dare to be uh, one of these weird people who sets aside quiet time to truly listen to God, it's gonna lead you right into all these habits we've been talking about. You're gonna wanna bless people. You're gonna, you're gonna use your table fellowship well. You're gonna learn from and with and about Jesus. And it's pro- you're probably gonna hear some new things. Be ready, because some, some of us have never thought about or tried this before. Others of us hearing me now know, know how to do this, but we've been avoiding it, because you have an idea of some of the things that God wants to say to you, and you, you don't want to hear them. So it's the same punchline as last week. The two classic questions, what is Jesus saying to you? Listen, you're not going to know the answer to that unless you listen. And what are you doing about it? Obey. Act. James chapter one says this, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. They look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they look like. That sounds like a description of coming to church every week and then not living it the other six days of the week, maybe. But he says, but those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. So listen, look at Mountain. Let's be those people. Let's be people who together are always discerning and doing and discerning and doing the will of God. And by doing this, we will surprise the world with his love. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for this day. Thank you even for listening to us. Through the mystery of prayer, God, we, we stand in awe that you care what we have to say. And God, help us to listen to you through the cries of the people around us, through the things you've given us like scripture and, and, and worship, and, and then just through quiet times of just being with you, God. Our souls are restless until they find rest in you. So may we find that. May we begin to find that more and more in our lives, beginning even in these moments. And God, most of all, thank you for your Holy Spirit, our counselor and comforter and guide. And thank you for Jesus, in whose name I pray.